listening to Hymns Illustrated, where hymns are explored, appreciated, and illustrated through stories, testimonies, and edifying conversation. I'm your host and fellow hymn fan, Kristen Eifeldano. Hello, everyone. It is so good to have you listening in today. In our Remember segment, we're going to look closer at stanza three of our Hymn of the Month, which has some of my favorite thoughts and lines found in hymnody. And then in our Discover segment, we'll acquaint ourselves with quite an old hymn filled with powerful truth, of course, but what makes it sound different to us is the fact that it draws on several Old Testament stories we learned in Sunday school. And often we don't really sing about biblical accounts, especially from the Old Testament. Our hymns are a little more generalized, which is good, uh, but sometimes it's it's really special when we find a hymn that has an allusion to an actual biblical account. It makes it a little bit more poignant. But first, I have a testimonial from someone very dear to me, my own mom. Hi, my name is Kathy Moore, and I'm a retired elementary school teacher. God has richly blessed me with a wonderful family, friends, church, opportunities, and much, much more. The Lord has put a joy in my heart that began when, as a 19-year-old college student, I first began hearing the gospel preached in a small rural church. God was using the hymns we were singing to speak to my heart. And the song that became my first time favorite was Wider Than Snow. For the first time, I realized that my heart needed to be cleansed from sin by the blood of Christ. Verse 3 of that song says, Lord Jesus, for this I most humbly entreat. I wait, blessed Lord, at thy crucified feet. By faith for my cleansing, I see thy blood flow. Now wash me, and I shall be wider than snow. I usually cried as he sang the chorus, wider than snow, yes, wider than snow. Now wash me, and I shall be wider than snow. I accepted the Lord a few weeks later. As we drove home that night, I quietly sat in the back seat, gazing out at the brightly shining stars. I couldn't help but think what Jesus had just done for me, or to sing the song, Whiter Than Snow. Of course, I had the blessing of hearing mom's testimony for the first time in person. And I tell you, it brings tears. How could it not? It's not only a hymn testimonial, it's her salvation testimony. I have a godly heritage indeed, and I trust that that was a blessing to you. If you would like to share your own hymn testimonial to bless others, please do. Send an audio recording like the one you just heard to Kristen at hymnsillustrated.com. And if you would like to have a little more guidance, you can find that over at hymnsillustrated.com slash podcast. Before we head into the Remember segment, I want to share with you that I've had a good number of folks sign up to receive their free hymn study devotional guide, and that just makes me so happy. If you haven't grabbed your free guide yet, you can do that at hymnsillustrated.com slash guide. 
That guide is just a taste of what you will see going forward over here at Hymns Illustrated, and I'm making plans on producing even more hymn study resources because I'm convinced God's plan for hymns extends far past the pew or the platform and into the daily lives of God's people everywhere. Now let's go ahead and remember our hymn of the month. Let's refresh our memory with the reading of Joachim Neander's hymn, Praise to the Lord, the Almighty. And if you're not subscribed to the Hymn of the Month newsletter yet, I encourage you to do that. Just go over to hymnsillustrated.com at the top of the homepage and subscribe. I know I'm sharing a lot of links with you in such a short amount of time, but I'm making them simple. hymnsillustrated.com slash podcast for sharing a hymn testimony and hymnsillustrated.com slash guide to get your free hymn study devotional guide. And now just hymnsillustrated.com where you will you can sign up to go directly to the resource page for this month's hymn. And that includes a pretty fascinating background story that involves Neanderthals. All right. Um, if you sign up now, by the way, you are signing up just in time to get the hymn of the month for March, which is just around the corner. All right, here we go. Notice especially the third stanza, which we'll spend a few minutes reflecting on today. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. O my soul, praise him, for he is thy health and salvation. All ye who hear now to his temple draw near, join me in glad adoration. Praise to the Lord, who o'er all things so wondrously reigneth, shelters thee under his wings, yea, so gently sustaineth. Hast thou not seen how thy desires e'er have been granted and what he ordaineth? Praise to the Lord who doth prosper thy work and defend thee. Surely his goodness and mercy here daily attend thee. Ponder anew what the Almighty can do if with his love he befriend thee. Praise to the Lord who with marvelous wisdom hath made thee. Deck thee with health and with loving hand guided and stayed thee. How oft in grief hath not he brought thee relief, spreading his wings for to shade thee. Praise to the Lord, O let all that is in us adore him. All that hath life and breath come now with praises before him. Let the Amen sound from his people again, gladly, for a we adore him. All right, well, February is nearly gone and went by so fast that today we'll focus mostly on stanza three, but I do want to point out to you some wonderful biblical truth alluded to in stanzas four and five as well. In the free hymn study devotional guide I keep mentioning, you'll see a reference sheet that has the entire hymn with cross-references just like the kind you see in your Bible. This hymn was filled with so many allusions to scripture, it just blew me away. So let me read for you stanza three, pausing to read the related scripture passage at the same time, keeping in mind, of course, that it was difficult for me to choose just one passage for different thoughts or concepts. So you may have other passages of scripture pop into your mind as I read, which is absolutely wonderful. Praise to the Lord who doth prosper thy work and defend thee. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Psalm ninety seventeen. Surely his goodness and mercy here daily attend thee. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, 
and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23.7 Ponder anew what the Almighty can do, if with His love He befriend thee. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which He has called you, what are the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of His power toward us who believe, according to the working of His great might, that He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places. Ephesians 1, 18-20 So let's go ahead and ponder anew, shall we? What can the Almighty do for us as our friend? I'll give you a starter list. First things first, He can and did raise Christ from the dead to sit at His right hand, which means He has conquered death once for all for us and has saved us and brought us to Himself and lavished us with the riches of His glorious inheritance. That's what the Almighty can do. He also parted the Red Sea for the children of Israel to cross. That's what the Almighty can do. He can make everything. Ecclesiastes 11.5 As you do not know the way the Spirit comes to the bones in the womb of a woman with child, so you do not know the work of God who makes everything. That's what the Almighty can do. He is able to do more things than we can ask or even imagine. Ephesians 3.20 Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, let him or to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. That's what the Almighty can do. He performs wonders that cannot be fathomed and miracles that cannot be counted. Job 9.10, who does great things beyond searching out and marvelous things beyond number. That's what the Almighty can do. He can do anything he wants whenever he wants. Psalm 115.3, Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. That's what the Almighty can do. He also spoke the universe into existence. Genesis 1-3, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. That's what the Almighty can do. And this is just a starter list. So my question for you is, based on what scripture teaches us about the loving heart of God and his almighty power, What can and will he do for you? While I didn't make it to the final two stanzas this month in our month-long hymn study, there are some truths in these final two stanzas that will help you take the truth of God's almighty power and believe it for yourself. And by that, I mean it will help you realize God's almighty power isn't some far-off fact to consider just in your mind. Academically, it is a personal truth to apply to your heart because he is a personal God who works powerfully on your behalf because he loves you. Whatever you're going through right now, his love and power will see you through. Not always the way we in our human wisdom think he should, but always perfectly aligned with his perfect will. Notice in stanza three that his goodness and mercy follow us. And notice in stanza four that he sustains us even through deep grief. And then notice in the final stanza, which helps us conclude our hymn study on a strong, joyful note that he is worthy of not only our praise, but our deep, intense love. Now, on that note, both literally and figuratively, I suppose, let's discover a new or little known hymn together.
If you think about it, most hymns we know today are focused on general truths about God and the Christian life, which is a very good thing, but not a whole lot allude to actual people we read about in the Bible. But so many things about God are illustrated in the lives of these Old and New Testament characters, and I think our childhood Sunday school teachers were on the right track. But all is not lost in the world of hymnody thanks to the only hymnal, which was compiled by John Newton of Amazing Grace fame and included mostly his hymns, but also several from his friend William Cooper, who was also a well-known secular poet, but who also wrote hymns and religious poetry. You may be more familiar with There is a Fountain Filled with Blood by William Cooper and God Moves in Mysterious Ways, His Wonders to Perform. Only hymn number 17 was written by Cooper himself. It's entitled Jehovah Nisi, The Lord My Banner. And goes like this. Listen for the Bible characters that you learned about in Sunday school. By whom was David taught to aim the dreadful blow when he Goliath fought and laid the Gittite low? No sword nor spear the stripling took, but chose a pebble from the brook. Twas Israel's God and king who sent him to the fight, who gave him strength to fling and skill to aim aright. Ye feeble faints, your strength endures because young David's God is yours. Who ordered Gideon forth to storm the invader's camp with arms of little worth, a pitcher and a lamp? The trumpets made his coming known, and all the host was overthrown. Oh, I have seen the day when with a single word, God helping me to say, my trust is in the Lord. My soul has quelled a thousand foes, fearless of all that could oppose. But unbelief, self-will, self-righteousness, and pride, how often do they steal my weapon from my side? Yet David's Lord and Gideon's friend will help his servant to the end. Don't you just love that? My prayer is that unbelief, self-will, self-righteousness, and pride won't steal your weapon from your side and that you will remember that young David's God is yours. Praise to the Lord the Almighty, the King of creation. All right, now it's time to close with our Take It With You segment. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is this. Read a hymn before you go to bed tonight and expect sweet dreams from him who gives his beloved rest. Psalm 127, 2. Thanks for listening to Hymns Illustrated. If you were blessed by what you heard today, you can say thank you by leaving a review on iTunes, sharing the show with a friend, or by shopping at christianbook.com using the affiliate link in the show notes. All of these gestures keep Hymns Illustrated going and growing. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, keep your hymnal open. Music